0: Season is officially here. Welcome in everyone to another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Appreciate everyone checking us out uh, every week. Or if you're uh, a first-time listener, uh, we welcome you to the program. Uh, on this week's episode, we'll talk to Catoctin softball players Taylor Smith and Megan Gray, uh, arguably the best battery uh, in, in, in the county this season. Megan uh, leading the county in most of the hitting categories and. Uh, and it's not, it's not an easy task uh, catching uh, Taylor either uh, with those rise balls. It takes a certain amount of guts to, to step in there and, and catch Taylor. So Megan does that, and and Taylor's obviously uh, one of the best uh, pitchers. So I uh, look forward to uh, chatting with the girls as they head into their first playoff game next week on Monday, and uh, we'll, we'll get their perspective on that and just their seasons in general. But uh, here to talk all things Frederick County Sports Playoffs are my colleagues here in the sports department, Alexander Dacey and John Cannon. Guys, thanks for uh, joining, as always. Uh, uh, playoffs, as we're recording this, just got underway, uh, for the most part, in uh, baseball, lacrosse, softball. We had the county track championships, where, where records were set uh, by Catoctin runners. Urbana and TJ Boys continue their team title dominance. And uh, we also had the CMC uh, title games this week, which I sort of want to get into, because one ended in a tie <laughs> the, the 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 baseball cmc championship game no one likes ties in sports and uh this one was sort of a sort of an unforced error because they Played it on a field without lights at, at Frederick Community College, and they started the game at 5 o'clock, and simply Mr. Dacey ran out of light, it, it appears.
1: Yeah, so this game was uh, – was I mean, it was already going kind of long. Uh, I mean, it took about two and a half hours to complete seven innings. Uh, and then – well, then at that point, it, it was tied 3-3, so I went to extras. But some of us were wondering, you know, kind of just in the crowd, and I was even wondering too, like – especially because baseball is like the one sport where – the CMC title game actually has kind of an effect down the line because of the pitching um, with, right. the, with the pitch limits and stuff. Um, so, you know, I was kind of wondering, like, are they going to even want to play extra innings? Because do they want to burn their pitchers? But they went out there for an eighth inning, and uh, and it was and, – and that was kind of also around the time people started looking around and realizing, oh, wait, there's no lights here. So, like, we got to get this in in the next, like, half hour, 45 minutes. Uh, but then the eighth inning came and went. Uh, no, no scoring went to the ninth. We got five pitches in and after the fifth pitch, they, they called it. Cause I guess the said like, I think the catcher and the, the umpire couldn't really see so. Uh, they just, they, they just, umpires put his hands up and they walked off the field and uh, that was that. <laughs> yeah. At, at,
0: what, at what point did people start really start realizing that there's no lights on this field and, and, and darkness could become a problem. It, it was, it
1: was around the seventh inning around when we realized like when we were starting to think about what the extra inning scenario would possibly be like, because I mean, I mean, both teams were threat, were like we're consistently after Urbana tied it up uh three, three in the fifth, both teams had threats, but they, they weren't able to you know finish them so you know that was kind of like the oh you know a do we even go to extra innings and b if we do oh wait there's not lights here well that's gonna it's gonna complicate matters and sunset I think was around like 8 10 8 15 but really it was starting to get kind of dark around like you know or much darker around like 7 45 and I think they I think they called it not too long after that um so it was yeah, it was a bit unusual and I think and and I mean on on the fl- on the fly they just decided to do co-champions cuz I mean no, nobody technically nobody technically lost. So,
2: do you, right. do you guys remember the All Star game? Was it two thousand two?
1: Yeah, but 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 Bud Selig. I mean, right. The camera
2: was they were putting yeah. the camera on him because everybody's wondering what's going to happen here, and he's trying to like kind of like just kind of keep a low profile with <laughs> all
0: these cameras on him. And and it, it was sort of I believe the All Star game. Even correct me if I'm wrong. It was in Milwaukee. Yes, it yes. Was, uh, Where it was. where Bud Selig is from. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so this was on this was on home turf. Right. And here you had this nerdy looking Bud Seeley, He's sort of mm-hmm. sweating out what what's going to happen if this mm-hmm. game continues to be tied. Mm-hmm. And then they, they came up with this tie uh, it, along those lines. Were people happy about this tie to and Urbana or were, were they, or <laughs> well, were, were they upset? So, or? I mean,
1: I mean the, the teams themselves were kind of just took it in stride. They weren't, they weren't, um, you know, they weren't, they were, they were, they were, they were kind of happy that they were able to, you know, I guess, I guess at least share the trophy. Um, you know, of course, you know they told me like they you know they wanted to to I guess win it outright, but you know I I mean they they got they got a piece of it, they they really got I mean the, the two things the coaches emphasize both coaches emphasize is that you know a game like this is so much better than just than just another practice, um, right? And that's you know that's kind of going to be the lasting impact for the next couple weeks of playoffs, um, you know, and I mean and I asked you know, and I did ask everybody like when was the last time you had a game end in a tie? And pretty much nobody had a. Had an answer aside from like maybe in Little League. Um, Mike Fraunfelter said Urbana had a game in 2014 against Oakdale where it got like I think it got it was like tied, got called due to darkness, and then they just couldn't find a time to make it up, so that one ended in a tie. But I was, was
2: going to say that it, I do otherwise. Prep pages each year, and I seem. Remember, I we should look this up because I do yeah. remember there was one year I think we had like so and so had a tie or a
1: team. Yeah, time. but but other than that, there's there's not really been a tie. Um, the the fan the fans were kind of booing. They wanted uh they wanted they wanted them to finish it out, but yeah, it wasn't. I think it was just wasn't meant to be at that point. Because I mean, if if the catchers and the umpires are struggling to see the ball, then you're you know. Then, then, then there, there's not much. Ho- there's not much hope. It sounded like it was still okay in the eighth inning, though, getting worse. And then I guess by the ninth inning, time the ninth inning started, it just. Kind of, I guess, crossed whatever the the the, the arbitrary critical threshold is. So, yeah.
0: do, you, do you think also this was the baseball guy saying you might not want to burn all your pitching in? And what was largely a ceremonial. I game. mean,
1: let's put it this way: Urbana called up uh, um, uh, uh, a couple couple of, uh, JV guys, you know, for for the playoff run. Uh, one of them is Trailopscom's younger brother, Caden. And at that point, Urbana was out of was was out of pitchers, and so Mike Th- Fraunfelter, he threw Caden out there for the night because he's like. What the heck? I mean. <laughs>
0: it's, a cer- it's, it's, it's a nice game for the kids, but it's a right. ceremonial
1: game. It has no
0: bearing on, on on the playoffs.
1: Right. And at that point, like, you'd already used Keegan Johnson for three innings. Like, yeah, like yes, you know, the, they, they had a first-round buy, so they're not going to play for another four days. But, like, you already used up Keegan Johnson. Eli Dorosia Citron pitched Monday, so, you know, he's not available. And then you've used your, like, pfft, and then they went through and used their, like, three primary relievers. Um, and slash other you know other pitchers. So at that point, it's like, do you want to even try to burn another guy who, varsity guy, and risk it, or like you know just get, give a JV kid a shot? I mean, obviously, it didn't matter because he only threw yeah. five pitches anyway. I, I
0: suspect this was the baseball gods doing, both, <laughs> doing both coaches a little favor, there, right? Saying, well, let's make it dark so this game can't continue. Um, were you surprised that Joey McManus started for
1: Catoctin? um I, A part of me was, but a part of me was also like. Again, they hadn't played since May 1st, so it was over a week. And they were not going to play again until Saturday the 13th. So it's like, when is he going to get a chance to get in some action? So at least just give him an inning. And, I mean, that's what Franklin did. He gave him, gave him an inning, and then he uh, then he flipped him out. So, you know, I mean, Catoctin was probably – Pitching wise, because they, because the the way they would work is except for like their, except for like their catcher, all their position players know how to pitch to some extent. So like if they really truly needed to like dig, dig deep in this game, which again, this is not a game you really want to dig deep for, but if they needed to, they could have, but yeah, they, uh, it, it probably was nice, you know, for, for both teams in the long run. Uh, and and McManus, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, McManus looked good. He had a clean inning. Um, did did I think he he walked a batter, but other than that, was fine. So yeah,
2: uh, John, I believe they have
1: lights where you were at uh, Hood College, right?
2: Yeah, I thought they were going to need them for a while. It was the same kind of deal. It was like a it was one to one in this case between Catoctin and uh, Urbana, but uh, Urbana ended up uh, pulling out the two to one uh, win. The really cool thing about this uh, game was uh, he mentioned Taylor Smith. I mean, uh, she's. If not the top, one of the top two pitchers in the county, and uh, she got to face uh, Urbana Delaney-Reef, and I don't mean as a pitcher, although Delaney did pitch in that game, but as a hitter, Delaney's one of the top hitters in the county. And that was just a really great matchup.
0: Yeah, be, because the, the teams don't play in the regular right. season, of course, yeah. so, and, and you sort of wish they did for b- right. for both yeah. baseball and, and softball.
1: And I think I'm, I think I mentioned this before, but uh, Mike Franklin said they're gonna um, they're gonna make sure to get Urbana on the schedule. For th- I think both coaches want to get them on the schedule starting next year. So right. I, th- I think that's again, um, unless there's some. I mean things always change with schedules obviously but it sounds like that is at least on baseball gonna happen next year. Uh, right. But back to Reef yeah. and versus Smith though, John.
2: Yeah, so the first inning, you know, Delaney comes up in the uh in the top of the first and she's the third batter. There were two outs. Uh Taylor got the first two outs and uh <laughs> Earl, I, my first or second pitch she comes into Delaney and Delaney Jackson went over the left field fence foul. Way foul. I'm like, ooh boy, okay, well and maybe she'll kind of stay away from her. And a uh, pitch or two later, she came back into her, and Delaney hits a solo homer over the left center field fence. And um, I've seen Taylor give up. I want to. I know only I've seen her give up one home run last year to Madison LaPianca. I haven't seen, seen her give up any this year. Um, she might have given up one last year as well, early in the season to Middletown girl. But uh, it doesn't happen too often. Okay. So after she does that, um, Delaney's next time up. Delaney sees nothing anywhere near the plate. Right. Uh, she pitches to her, but they're all outside. Delaney, so the game's one-to-one. Delaney comes up for the third time, and she starts. To, Taylor starts throwing her outside, outside, outside. She came into her one-time. Delaney doubles to left field and ends up scoring the game-winning run on a uh, on a single from uh, Carly Major. So uh, great game. And, and, of course, Delaney pitched well, too, but... Um, Catoctin had some hits here and there. They just couldn't string them together. And then the last four innings, uh, Catoctin got shut down by uh, Delaney, who's a pretty darn good pitcher, even though that's kind of a sideline thing for her. Yeah, she's going to Maryland, right? Yeah, Uh, as a position player. I mean, I've heard she'll play maybe first base or something. If you remember, she used to catch for Urbana. I haven't seen her catch this year, but she was a catcher. and She's played infield and that type of thing in her background. And they they developed her into a pitcher because she's an athlete and she can handle it. They needed somebody, and she's done it very, very well.
0: Right, and and Taylor, of course, is only a sophomore, and she already has more than 300 strikeouts, and she's probably closing in on 400 by now, because she went from like 200 to 300 in like a month, so... She struck
2: out 12 in that game against a very good Urbana team, and she's a force.
0: Right, Um, yeah, so she's going to have close to 400 strikeouts by the time she's done with her second year of high school softball, so it it could be mm -hmm. frightening, uh, her strikeout numbers, and we'll we'll ask her about this, like, Mm -hmm. if she thinks her numbers are are crazy uh, in, in a couple of minutes, but... Uh, Ur- Urbana. If if you remember, they they were zero and two to start of the season.
2: Yeah, they. Uh, I I talked about them last week a little bit. I mean, they're very strong defensively. I mean, yeah, in that game against Catoctin, their second baseman, Charlotte Wilson, laid out to her. She she dove to her left. She. I hope I said it to her left in my story. Just totally laid out and caught a ball in the air, a sharp line drive in the air. I mean, it was just a beautiful play. The thing is, they make all the routine plays as well. Um, they'll make the occasional error here and there, but they're really tight defensively. They're, they have some other offensive uh, weapons besides Delaney. Although she's, they don't have anybody quite like her. But and again, other teams don't either.
0: Right, and, and both those teams uh, have buys uh, mm-hmm. in in the first round of the playoffs, the mm-hmm. the regional quarterfinals. I, I think both the baseball teams too, Catoctin and Urbana, had mm-hmm. uh, buys uh, in the regional quarterfinals. So baseball is sort of weird because they start the next round on a weekend. They 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 play Saturday games. Uh, whereas softball will play on Monday, that they'll they'll pick up their regional uh semifinal I guess schedule on Monday, so it's sort of weird. Uh, some early results uh, uh as we record this, uh, Leganore beat Tuscarora baseball in extra innings. Uh, TJ always a good playoff team beat South Hagerstown. Oakdale beat uh, Frederick. Uh, Brunswick, uh, who's sort of been up and down, had a good win over um, Hancock in five innings. Uh, and um uh lac- lacrosse Catoctin uh, continues uh it, it, its march uh w- with a win over Brunswick. Oakdale, Middletown, boys lacrosse played. Oakdale uh, pulls it out. And uh in uh softball too, uh Middletown uh, had a big win over uh Oakland Mills and uh, TJ uh, with a win over uh Tuscarora. So those are some of the early uh results. Uh, track and field, not surprising. Uh, uh, TJ Boys or Urbana Girls uh, win uh, county titles. Uh, they were, they were the dominant teams uh, during the indoor season as well. The Urbana Girls are going on an eight-year run here, where, where they've been the county champions, which is uh, quite remarkable. Uh, records, uh, not surprisingly, set by uh, Brody Buffington in the 100-meter dash, ten point uh, uh, four uh, six uh, seconds. And in the 200, a personal best 20.59, uh, and then his teammate Furious Trammell set the record uh, county record in the 400 meter dash, which is a hard record to obtain, uh, 48.75 seconds, taking down a record that's that's more than 10 years old. So, uh, so so lots of intriguing action uh, on the county track scene uh, with regionals and states to come the next two weeks. Like like a lot of these sports. And uh, we'll talk about it more next week, and, and we'll know a little more next week uh, when we uh, get together again, guys. But uh, next, uh, we'll uh, welcome onto the show uh, Megan Gray and Taylor Smith, Catoctin Softball. Uh, stay tuned here on The Final Score. The Catoctin Softball team is now 16-3 and after Tuesday's Central Maryland Conference Championship game. The Cougars are the top seed in their region for the upcoming playoffs and will host either fourth-seeded Clear Spring or fifth-seeded Hancock on Monday, May 15th at 4 p.m. Joining me now in studio are two of the team's best players and team leaders, sophomore pitcher Taylor Smith and junior catcher Megan Gray. Hi, ladies. Thanks for coming in. How are you?
3: I'm good. Good. Thank you for having us.
0: Uh, How's the season going so far, Taylor?
3: Um, I think we've been doing pretty good. Uh, We've gone through some rough patches recently with a bunch of girls getting injured but now we're going in strong to playoffs so
0: yeah well one of those injuries you suffered Megan yeah Uh, I did
4: uh, I took a foul ball to the mask uh, about two weeks ago and that had me out for about a week so that was definitely we played I think Boonsboro during that time which is definitely one of our top competitions and we'll see them again in playoffs so
0: Right it's one of the hazards of, of playing catcher right you, you occasionally have to deal oh, with yeah. some stray uh some some stray pitches or hits or and stuff like that right Yeah I
4: actually got hit in the head again on but uh, yesterday night, and I mean, it didn't, it wasn't as bad as the one that I took against Smithsburg, but I definitely take a lot to the mask.
0: Yeah, do you have a magnet in your head or something? Or, I know, or, that's or, what I'm saying, or, a ball or, magnet. Or, or what, what attracts the softball to your head?
4: I don't even know. Something. Something's wrong there.
0: Right. Uh, so what happened against Smithsburg? What, it was just a foul ball, and they just took a weird carom and got under your mask? Or? Yeah,
4: just a foul tip off the bat, and... It got me straight in the mask.
0: Did it hurt? uh, Were you Um, It didn't
4: really hurt, like, with concussions. Like, they kind of, like... You'll find out, like, later in the evening, like 30 minutes or an hour after, then you start to really get, like, the headache symptom.
0: Did, did something feel off? I mean, were you experiencing headaches? Did you know something was wrong? Um,
4: yeah, like, after the game, I was like, yikes, this is probably a concussion.
0: You, 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 knew, you knew it right away. Yeah. And what was your reaction when you realized it was a concussion you were going to have to miss 10 um, days?
4: I mean, I knew that the team was going to be able to do it without me but it definitely sucked having to sit on the sidelines.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is your partner, Taylor. I mean, how, how, how tough was it without Megan behind the plate for you?
3: Um, it was definitely a struggle. I didn't know what we were going to do because nobody has practiced catching me, and Megan is the only one I've thrown to. But Cassidy Kreitz stepped up, which was a huge task for her, and she did a really good job, so we made it work.
0: Did did you help um, Cassidy a little bit, Megan? Um, did, Yeah,
3: actually, so I call pitches for Taylor, like, whenever we're just out there. So I was still
4: able to do that from the sidelines. It was just, like, a little bit different because I wasn't giving her signs. I was, like, yelling out numbers. And then when Cassidy would come in, I would, like, be like, hey, like, here's a few, like, tips and pointers and everything. And she was really appreciative.
0: I'm I'm curious how you and Taylor developed your chemistry so well.
4: Um, So we've been playing softball since we were six, I would have to say. So I just turned 17. So that's 11 years now. So we've been going at it for 11 years together. You,
0: you, you've been on you've been on the same team for 11, for 11 years.
4: Yeah. Um. We haven't been on the same two, team the past two years, but ever since then we've been on the same and, team. And, and in
0: high school, obviously, you and are, in so high school, and, yeah. and you've always you've always caught uh, Taylor.
3: Yep. Always catch Taylor.
0: Yeah. Well, what What makes you guys? So good, Taylor. I mean, I'm sure it's very comforting for you to have Megan behind the plate.
3: Um, Yeah, it's really nice. We also have developed a strong relationship out of softball, so we are able to bond very well when it comes on to on the field.
0: Does it take guts to, to catch Taylor and Megan?
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the amount of times like I,
4: ha- I get hit with like the foul balls and everything, it's like, I mean, at this point I'm just kind of used to it. But, <laughs> I mean, heck of a pitcher, so – I just love catching her. Oh,
0: well, what's her toughest pitch to catch?
4: Um, probably the high rise ball because sometimes it goes like super out of the zone, and I really gotta like extend my arm way on up.
0: Right, because uh, when when you got hurt, uh, the coach said, "Okay, we have to find someone to catch Taylor." And I and it was it was tough. Not not everyone had to get the guts to step in again and, uh, and and catch it, Taylor. But I, I I guess Cassidy uh uh caught caught the first uh, few pitches that you threw, and she had the job suddenly, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: We, I only threw four pitches, and our coach was like, "We found the one." So right,
0: Uh, Cassidy did a good job, but but did you really have to change the way you pitched with her in there?
3: Um. Yeah. Definitely. I. Was not as comfortable, so I think I changed the way I threw because I didn't trust my pitches as much because I knew I had someone new back there. But as the games went on, I started getting more comfortable with her, and I knew it was just going to be short-term, so I made it work.
0: Right. I guess the concern is you don't want to throw something that she can't handle, and yeah. then runners get on base with, yeah. with, and, and, and pass balls and stuff like that.
3: So. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of stress on me to make sure I – did my best to help her, but we made it work.
0: Right. Tell me how you started playing softball.
3: Um. Well, I think to start, my dad was my coach down in Rec, and then my cousin played softball, and I just like grew up in a softball family. So. You,
0: so you didn't have a you didn't have much of a choice, uh, did you? Like you were going, you were destined to be a softball player. Yeah. Right. And, and what age? What age were you when you started playing?
3: Probably like five. Right, so.
0: and, and did you did you love it right away?
3: Um, yeah. Over the years, I didn't know whether it was basketball or softball that was my sport that I wanted to play in college. But as the years went on, I put a lot of work into softball, and I knew this was my sport. Were
0: you Were you always a pitcher? Did you pitch right away?
3: Um, yeah, I was always a pitcher. You
0: did, and yeah. did you always have good stuff right away, or did did you have to develop that stuff over time?
3: Um. I think at a younger age, I was pretty good for my age, but uh, I definitely started working with some better pitching coaches, which allowed me to get a lot better.
0: And, and your best pitch, I guess, is, is, is the rise ball? Yeah. Yeah. H- how did you develop that pitch?
3: Um, Well, that was one of my natural pitches when I threw, so I always used that to my advantage, and I had um a lot of coaches that really helped me develop it.
0: Can you can you strike out your other family members? How many how many people play softball in your family?
3: Um, the main one is just my cousin. She played at a Division I school and then transferred, but she's much older than me, so I don't have any family members that are my age. Okay,
0: so so no one could hit you in the family. I I, I take it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Uh, and what's your what's your uh, background in softball, Megan?
4: Um, so I kind of started playing. I played soccer for one year, like when I was five, and I did not like it at all. I, just, I was like very bored and everything, and then I got into softball, and I actually started at shortstop, but then I don't really remember how I got into catching, but being the catcher, you get the ball just about every single play, and I need that kind of like structure where the ball is coming to me every single play.
0: Is that why you were bored with soccer, sort of, because you weren't getting the ball all yeah. the time? Yeah.
4: Yeah. It was, I felt like I was just kind of standing around, whereas like at shortstop, I kind of felt that way, too, and then I moved behind the dish and it's been great ever since.
0: And, and when did you start playing? How old were you when you started? Um playing? I was
4: 5 or 6. You were
0: 5 and, and were there other softball players in your family too or Um
4: no, just me.
0: Just you. Just yeah. Right. And, and, and are you and are you surprised it's it's taken off like like it has for you or, or did you want to play other sports or um? um
4: softball's always been my number one. I played soccer for a year like when I was older and then I played field hockey my sophomore year. And then I just, I knew that softball was like my number one priority all the time.
0: Right. And, and Megan, of course, you're, you're having a great season at the plate too. How, how did you develop your hitting skills?
4: Um, I actually worked with my dad quite a lot. And then I just always go out to the garage and I'm always taking swings and trying to perfect my swing and then I also work with my travel coach down in Virginia.
0: Yeah, because cuz you're batting over 500, uh you you're leading the county in home runs, RBI, just about every single category. <sighs> just like Taylor is leading just about every uh, pitching category so far. What what Taylor makes Megan such a good and effective player?
3: Um well, I know we can always count on her bat to um help us uh but Having her behind the plate and having someone that can hit that well is just a great player to have and count on.
0: Right. And, and, and your numbers have been fantastic too. Uh, 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 you're, you're in the team of, uh, I think, 15 wins uh, for you this year. Uh, and and uh, your ERA is low. You, you have 300 strikeouts uh, for your career already, and you're only a sophomore. Did you, did, you, did you think your strikeout numbers would be that high so early in, in, into your high school career?
3: Um, no, I would have never expected that for myself, but seeing how last year when I knew I had a pretty good, I would have a pretty good season this year. So,
0: and, and you're racking them up too. Cause you passed 200 and 300, so I, yeah. guess. I I think 200 was in February or in, early in the season. And then, and then like a month later, you 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 were, you were past 300. What, what, what makes Taylor such a good pitcher, Megan?
4: Um, I, I mean, I, she's been working hard. I used to catch like a bunch of her lessons and, she always comes to work it's always 110 percent like there's never an off day for taylor like she is 100 percent all the time
0: right what, what what pitches did you throw besides the rise ball
3: um i have a curve and change but i would say i probably throw like 90 ish percent of rise balls so
0: do you sense that hitters uh uh they sort of try and figure out your rise ball
3: um. Yeah, they definitely do, and that's when I have to start throwing my other pitches. But not a ton of hitters can pick up my rise, so I just consistently throw it.
0: Well, what's your second best pitch?
3: Um, my curve's been working pretty good, but I would say I go to change up a lot to change the speeds of the batter.
0: Is there, is there movement on your rise ball as well? I mean, there's obviously speed, but, but do you put a little spin on it, too?
3: Uh, Yeah, I actually think I have more spin over speed. That's why a lot of people can't hit it.
0: Right. Uh, well, is, is it challenging to catch not only the rise ball, Megan, but but, but her curveball and her off-speed stuff, too?
4: Um, Yeah, every once in a while. I mean, sometimes the curve gets a little, like, super out, so I just have to make sure I set up way out. But, I mean, other than that, as long as I know where the pitch is going, I'm – pretty much set
0: right uh you play you play basketball too obviously taylor and and you guys have had a couple of really great basketball seasons how hard is it to balance sort of the two sports
3: um well in the winter while i'm still training with my travel team and trying to play basketball um it's very difficult because i'm very dedicated to basketball since we're so good but softball is my main sport so i still have to try and work on that too so it's a lot of, like, going to basketball, straight to softball practice. I mean,
0: how tough a decision was it, basketball, softball, making it your priority in your main sport?
3: Actually, I played soccer my freshman year, and I gave that up because of softball. But I don't know. I love my basketball coach, and we're just too good for me to give it up.
0: Right, yeah, Co- Coach Amy, right, yeah. yeah, but softball is your main sport, and yes. you feel you have the the height, and you're going to college to play softball, tell everyone where you're going to play in college, or do you know yet?
3: Um. Well, I'm actually only a sophomore, so
0: you don't know yet. Yeah, and they can't well, talk well, to you. Well, 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 uh, well, uh, well, uh, that's right. The, the rules. Why did yeah. I think you? Why did I think you already had made your decision? Megan, uh, Megan, Ma- 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 are you talking to some some schools about playing too? Um. Or? I
4: mean, I'm talking, but the recruiting process is a lot different than I expected. So I'm really gonna take it like nice and slow through the summer, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, everything's gonna happen for a reason. I know that, and I'm gonna find my home. But
0: yeah. And in what ways is the recruiting process surprised you?
4: Um, I just think I expected to like already be like committed by now, but those are just like super high expectations I had for myself, and I think I just needed to like set back in reality and just realize like just take it like one step at a time and don't do every step.
0: It's a lot to consider, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I mean, you're finding your home for like the next four years. You have to find a good coaching staff that you get along with. You have to find just everything that like fits you perfectly.
0: Right. And, and I imagine you're getting a lot of calls and emails and do do coaches and stuff still send stuff through traditional mail or is it all pretty much electronic? Um
4: now? most of it's electronic now and I do go to like camps and like every once in a while but right now they're in their season. So there's not much communication because they're focusing on their team rather than recruits. So this summer season is going to be like when they hit it really hard.
0: Right. I mean, how much fun is it at school right now? Because you have all these great athletes. I mean, the baseball team is, 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 is doing amazing, and, 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 and Joey's a great pitcher. You have uh, Brody Buffington making all these headlines on, on on the track and field team. It must be a really fun uh, atmosphere for sports in school right now, especially a small school like yours. Yeah. Right. Uh, are you a better pitcher than Joey? Um, and Taylor, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll put you on the spot here.
3: Um, I don't know. He has he has a lot of um experience and is doing really well. So I don't know. Do you, no? guy, do you guys
0: do you guys talk about pitching ever? Uh, you and you enjoy. Um. Not really. No. Uh, could Could you hit him, or could he? Could he hit you if you? If um. No, Ma- no. Megan. There's done, no uh, shot. Uh, he uh, would not be able uh, to hit her rise uh, ball. M- Megan's. Uh, she instantly shook her head. No, that there's no. There's no chance that McManus, as great a hitter as he is, could uh, could hit Taylor. I think so. Taylor would strike him out. Right. Um. So what's the focus now, girl? girls uh, going into the playoffs like like you're gonna see um uh hancock or um uh clear Sp- S- clear spring on monday uh how familiar are you with those teams if at all
4: um so actually i don't think we've ever played them throughout the past three years that i've been there i don't think i've ever played clear spring or hancock i know clear spring used to have chloe hess as a really good pitcher but i know that they've bumped down and i'm good friends with a bunch of the boonesboro girls and they played um, both Hancock and Clear Spring, and they said that we should be good. But, of course, in playoffs, it's like everything has to be perfect at every like given time.
0: Right. And, and Taylor, when you're getting ready to pitch, how, how, what, what is your preparation process like? I mean, are you, are you studying the other team's headers, or you're just t- tell us sort of the, your preparation process before a start?
3: Um, I'll definitely start to watch film on other teams if I'm able to, but... For teams that we've already seen, I know most hitters pretty well, so I have a good, and Megan knows too. So
0: yeah, I mean, do you guys watch film together uh, and, uh, and, and no. talk about tendencies and stuff? Or?
3: Um, no, we don't. That's usually our own thing that we have to do.
0: Right, uh, and I'm sure you know a lot of these players from your club softball experience yeah. too. So, um, are are you are you looking for tells for hitters or like like what do you what are you sort of watching for when when you're when you're preparing? to Um, to face a hitter
3: well starting to throw my rise ball i know if they swing at it that that's just something i'll consistently throw but just the pitches they're swinging at what their bat bat path is all things like that
0: right what makes catoxton girls such a, a consistent successful softball team would you say
3: um probably the coaching
0: we coach get Van, coach, hard. Co- coach Jess heart. Valentine, yeah. Yeah,
4: she pushes us really hard at practice, and she always makes sure, like, if she sees something, she makes sure she addresses it, and
3: we do, like, whatever we need to do to make sure we get better.
0: Yeah. What, what, what would you say, uh, Um,
3: I think another big thing is, is, like, a core group of our team has started playing with each other since we were re- really little. So we know each other and how we play together, so... I think that was a big thing. We like kind of grew up together, so
0: yeah, you, you've been playing together a long time, so you sort of know what what the what your teammates gonna do b- b- before they even do it. Uh, yeah. Probably in a lot of cases. So I, I, I know the standards are always are always really high at Catoctin. You 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 want to win a state title. Uh, how, how do you guys sort of achieve that this season?
4: Um. So given last year losing to Williamsport in the regional finals, that definitely was a big like blow because nobody expected that to happen and I think last year we definitely took it like we were preparing more for like the next games to come rather than the game in front of us so I think this year a big perspective for us is just focusing on one game at a time like you can't get past the one team to play the next team because it's playoffs like one loss and you're out
0: right Uh, and and how do you approach your job Taylor because you're 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 the pitcher everyone uh, a, a lot depends on you and, and and how well you perform. It's it's a lot of pressure. So so how do you handle that? And just h- how do you deal with that?
3: Um. Well, good thing for me, I like the pressure being on me. You do. Yeah. Uh,
0: why? Why? Why is that?
3: Um. I like the game to be in my control. If my pitching determines how well we do, then I'll make sure that I can try and pitch to the best of my ability. So, I. Yeah, just, like, having the control in my hands. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure you guys would love a rematch. with. But Boonesboro got you this year, right? Uh,
3: Yeah,
4: Boonesboro got us. But that was the game that we only had nine girls because me, um, Kenzie Lewis, and Carly Mazaleski were out that game. Well, Carly got hurt during that game. Did you get hit
0: by another ball, Megan? No, that that was during that that time. That Uh, was during that uh, concussion time. Oh, you you missed the Boonesboro game. Yeah.
4: So I think that was definitely – part of like a factor because we were missing a bunch of our girls and I think there's I don't think we came to play that game. I just don't think we were ready to go.
0: Right. So so you were you were you were just off. Did things feel off in the in the Boonsboro game, uh, Taylor?
3: Um we definitely knew going into it it was gonna be a lot different because with three of our starting players out, we were not our usual selves. So we knew going into it that it was going to have to put in a lot of fight in order for us to come out with the
0: Right. So what would a deep playoff run, getting, to, getting past where you did last year, where you were surprised, getting to the semis, getting to the finals, winning, winning it all, I mean, uh, what, what, what would that mean to you guys?
4: Um, That would mean so much to me because, I mean, knowing that Taylor and I have grown up together, like there used to be times when we would come home from lessons and Taylor's dad would be like, state championship, guys. And it's just like – it would be so surreal to actually have that happen and
3: for like our whole team to have that happen to us.
0: Uh, how, how would you answer that question, Taylor?
3: Um, well, in all my playoffs experiences with basketball and softball, I've either been eliminated early or we've got to the state championship in basketball and lost. So there's going to be a time for us finally, hopefully. So I just – want the redemption of what my other seasons have been
0: right i mean as great as your basketball season was two years ago how how painful was it considering how well you played in in, in the state final to fall a little short yeah it
3: was heartbreaking i never want to experience that again but it was definitely such amazing opportunity to get that far in playoffs yeah
0: do do the Losses stick with you more, girls, or do the good moments in in in, in the wins stick with you more?
4: <laughs> I think the losses stick with me more, honestly.
0: It, it's, I it's weird why that happens, right? Because you want to remember the good stuff, and you yeah. would think you would want that the the linger longer. I think longer. the losses
4: like sting more for me because I really don't like losing. Like, I don't li- like like losing is just terrible to me.
0: Right. Yeah. T- is it the same for you, Taylor? Like, if, if things don't go your way, are you thinking about man, I? Needed to throw this pitch that way, or are you, are you get breaking it down that much, or do you try and let it sort of roll off your back a little bit?
3: <laughs> um, I think the bigger games that we lose is what stings the most. I mean, a loss in a regular season doesn't really mean that much, but the bigger games and playoffs games that you lose unexpectedly, or it's like a very big game, really hurt. I right. agree with that.
0: Right. So so what so what are you focusing on now like 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 what's the key for you guys to 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 win the title this year?
4: Um I think we need to focus really on being a team together and like not one singular person can just get to the state championship game. Like softball is a team sport, it's not individual. So I think just being a team and sticking together through it all is really what we need.
0: Right, Taylor?
3: Um I think a big thing is is like the days we have opportunity to practice that like if we put in the work now that the playoff games will be easy for us
0: who are the unsung players on your team the girls that that don't get a lot of credit but but are hugely important for you
4: um carly mazaleski she's now hitting second for our team she's been really putting the ball in play lately so is cassidy she hits the ball hard i mean that girl hits the ball so hard
0: right and and, and she did great like we said stepping in for you too yeah Anyone you'd like to add to that on Taylor? Um,
3: definitely Maddie Oler. She's our center fielder, and we don't have as strong as an outfield, so she's definitely taking charge and leading them out there. Right. I agree. And right. she's got a good bat, too. I mean, she's been hitting a lot of home runs
4: this year, too, and she seems to always get on base.
0: Right. Coach Jess, uh, she plays softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, has she ever stepped in against you uh, during her practice or anything uh, like that? No, she hasn't. No. Uh Megan could could Taylor strike out, Coach Jess.
3: I think so. You do. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: did <laughs> <laughs> you, you think so, Taylor? You, yeah. you, 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 what, what would you get her with a rise ball or an off-speed pitch or? Um, I think ball. Uh, I was
4: gonna uh, say a rise and some off-speed. Uh, all
0: right. Well, we we hope you guys uh, m- maybe make a deep run, and we could bring Coach Jess in here, and maybe we'll give her a chance to to respond to that question. <laughs> but uh, Taylor Smith, Megan Gray, uh, thanks so much, girls, for coming in. Best of luck as the playoffs get underway. Uh, we we look forward to watching. So. Thank you. Thank you and that'll do it for us this week here on the final score thanks to producer graham Cullen, my colleague john cannon alexander Dacey. we'll be back next week as the playoffs get underway so have a great week everyone and we'll see you next week back here on the final score podcast